<laughs> I bought a new uh, thermos for coffee, so I have coffee this morning. Um, big 40-ounce thermos. 40 ounces hits different now than it did back in the days of 40 ounces to freedom. Mm. <sighs> coffee has <laughs> replaced cheap beer. Hey, yo, it's me, CD, the Gen X Slacker. Welcome to the Gen X Slacker show where we remember the forgotten generation, the feral generation, the latchkey kids through music, movies, and memorabilia, memes, and mayhem from the 80s and 90s kids. Today, we're going to start with 1986, work our way to 1992, 87, 81, 99, and we will end the show in the year 1993. It's Wake and Bake Wednesday. Smoke them if you got them. Start the show, Professor. I am S.K. Mishra, and I welcome you to the Sharp Career. Slacker. S-L-A-C-K-E-R. Slacker. This is a noun. I have written it my friend is a slacker. A slacker is a person who habitually avoids work or lacks work ethic. The term slacker dates back to about 1790 or 1898. In the early to mid 20th century, Sudanese laborers protested their relative powerlessness by working lethargically, a form of protest known as slacking. Slacker became widely used in the 1990s to refer to a subset of apathetic youth who were cynical and uninterested in political or social causes, and as a stereotype for members of Generation X. Coming out of college with a degree doesn't matter. No one can find work. I applied for every single opening in my field, but there's just, there's nothing. Times are hard. You just gonna have to swallow your pride. For Gen Xers, the new reality sees the birth of McJobs, and the death of traditional careers. <coughs> White-collar workers are hit the hardest this time. The stereotype of the slacker is born. The whole idea of us being pegged as slackers, I think, came out of the fact that we couldn't get jobs. I'd like to change that to somebody who's not doing what's expected of them. Somebody who's trying to live an interesting life, doing what they want to do. And if that takes time to find, so be it. That's kind of what Gen X was. A bunch of us kind of going like, well, maybe there's like a back door in this bitch. All sorts of independent film, independent music, alternative ways of working. But that doesn't make you a slacker. It actually makes you the opposite. I'm doing the work. I'm baby stepping. I'm not a slacker. Can I go now, Mr. Strickland? Get your Gen X Slacker Show gear using the bit.ly links below. There's hoodies, it's that time of year, t-shirts, bucket hats, or if you just want to get a sticker, you can just get a sticker and stick it on whatever you stick stickers on. Good morning. It is 9.28 here, Central Time Zone in the U.S. of A. I am C.D. Mac, and welcome to it. 40 ounces to freedom. I, I struggled a little bit with the title this morning and decided to, you know, pay tribute to my new coffee thermos and sublime uh, at the same time. 
Uh, start with some memes. Well, I guess it's sort of a meme. Uh, Sid Vicious lived in my flat for a couple of months, and I tried to teach him bass, but he was hopeless. Lemmy. Kill. Wow. From totally awesome 80s. It's tough for me to put those two together, but I guess, yeah, it kind of makes sense. It's about the right, right time, I guess. Red Dawn. That was my second. I almost went with Red Dawn as the name of the, the episode today. Did, have you seen this? It's trending on Twitter right now. This is San Francisco. They're welcoming the Chai Coms. You get it yet? They're just waltzing in there to coronate Gavin Newsom as the next president. The Republicans having their debates. It's useless. Forget it. It doesn't matter. You're not going to win. You're not. It's over. They're going to rig it just like they did last time. It's going to be Gavin Newsom. He's getting his his papers now. He's getting his seal of approval, his stamp on the wax seal from Winnie the Pooh. And we'll go through the motions and the mainstream media will gaslight you just like they did in the last presidential election. And it'll be close. But anybody who does not vote for Gavin Newsom will get their vote suppressed. And they'll have semi-trucks full of fake ballots that they gathered legally to make sure that at the last minute, oh no, a pipe! burst oh no the electricity went out oh no somebody pulled a fire alarm in come the fake ballots oh gavin just barely barely won yeah vote harder sheep from superhero fanverse and then he said for you for all of us recalling the ending scene from the first Thor movie. I'm telling you, babe, Loki season one, two is the best MCU project since Endgame. I highly agree. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for the compliment. Shh, keep it to yourself. I am low key Loki. <laughs> the Lost Boys at uh, For the Love of Horror, November 2023, from Brat Pack and 80s teen movies. That's what the Lost Boys look like today. That one looks kind of like a vampire. <laughs> he does. Uh, Ted from Bill and Ted's. Fourth episode of season 12. The 217th episode of Saturday Night Live. We are now in 1986. Go back, jump in your, your time travel machine. Sam Kennison was the host. Lou Reed was the musical guest. Rest in peace, Sammy. Love you, brother. Um, TV commercials aired in uh, November 15th, 1986 <laughs> from Retro Landfill, which is, I just subscribed to them this morning. An excellent resource. Remember what Alf? Year for milk? This is Alf hey, hosting the Saturday you know morning the cartoons. Walking fish sometimes let's let's jump ahead. Oh. Captain Crunch. Now, kids, the yellow door. Captain Crunch commercial. Oh, no, sock balloons. One hit and... First stop. Unlock the door. 
Fruit Loops. Well, I'd like to experiment further with Fruit Loops. And you? That's that's Doc from uh, Back to the Future. Now Skeletor comes battling back in the giant. He-Man toys. Final Skeletor, Castle Grayskull, and Fright Fighter each sold separately. You put them together. Oh, number three movie this week. 1986 could never be made today. Guess who's coming to college? Soul Man. Remember this one? He put on literal blackface in order to get a scholarship to go to college. Holy crap, it would never be able to be made today. Tuition and fees. $10,493. Kind of ties in with Red Dawn. Bounce checks from this bank. See Thomas Howell in both movies. Total for three years of law school. Wait a second, look at this. Full tuition for most qualified applicant, most qualified black applicant. $53,979. Don't you think you're overreacting? No. Congratulations, Mr. Watson. Thank you, sir. I'll do Never. My best. Some people will do anything to get into Harvard. See, just another example of how Gen X had thicker skin. We didn't care about any of that stuff. Number two movie this week in 1986. Joe Rogan's favorite movie, I I assume. The Color of Money, because it's a a pool movie, and he likes to shoot pool. Martin Scorsese takes the hustler to the big time. The power, the rivalry, the glory, the color of money. Paul Newman, Tom Cruise, in a Martin Scorsese picture. He's got the eye, he's got the stroke, he's got the flame. Vincent's the best. We got a racehorse here, a thoroughbred. You make him feel good, I teach him how to run. I'm not your daddy, I'm not your boyfriend, so don't be playing games with me. I'm your partner. I'm not your daddy. (laughs) I'm not your boyfriend. I'm the guy teaming up with you to rip off Tom Cruise. Number one movie this week again. This has been several weeks in a row if you've been following me on Twitter. Um, Real CD Mac. If you haven't, just look for Gen X Slacker. I'm easy to find. Crocodile Dundee. I remember this being like a huge, huge hit. I'm surprised... So this is what they're selling the DVD. That's not a knife. That's a knife. That's a knife. There it is. That's all I wanted to hear. I just needed that that one little quote right there. Uh, Happy birthday, Gen Xer Johnny Lee Miller. Born November 15th, 1972, achieved early success for his portrayal of Simon Sick Boy Williamson in the dark comedy Train Spotting and Dade Murphy in Hackers. And for my two cents, the most underrated Sherlock Holmes ever. I love Elementary. I mean, no disrespect to Robert Downey Jr. or Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, they do excellent versions. I love them both. I just feel that Johnny Lee Miller's version of Sherlock is up there. I just don't think it gets enough respect because it was on TV. Let's go to the music charts. November 15th, 1986. Boston, Amanda repeats at number one, second week. 
This is a crazy top 40. Tomorrow's my way. Just huge jumps around uh, this week. Listen to this. This this is just still gets me. In my mind, these do not belong in the same week. All right? They're different points on the timeline in my head. Human League, Madonna, Eddie Money, Bon Jovi, and Cameo. Word up. So you give love a bad name and word up. We're in the top 10 at the same time. That that breaks my brain. We got a little cameo. Cameo! Hands in the air like you don't care. Stop. Dance, do your dance. Now that was in the top 10 the very same week as this. That's why I, that's why I do this, so we can calibrate our memories, rebuilding the sacred timeline for the Gen X years. You put me through hell, and new to the top uh, ten this week. Uh, the next time I fall, Peter Cetera. And Amy Grant. This was from a movie, I, I think, right? It was a big love song, big slow dance song back in the day. Peter Cetera was from Chicago, right? The band? There we go. Let's get to the hook. Get to the rock music. <laughs> Sorry. This week, uh, or today, November the 15th, 1986, number one repeat, Pretenders out of Ohio. Don't get me wrong. Females, number one. In 1986, again, Gen X far ahead of the people today. They act like we've been suppressing women for centuries and keeping them in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant. No, no, it wasn't that bad. We we were doing it right. John Fogarty, Boston, a second Boston, or that's not Amanda, right? That's a no. We're ready. Which I had to I had to listen to it because I'm like, I don't remember this one. Do you remember this one? It took me a minute. From the same album as Amanda, Third Stage. Move ahead a little bit and see if we can find the hook. Yeah, I remember it now. We're ready. 
There you go. We're ready. Uh, where was that at? That was number five. So, like, if we had a bunch of them game one, and Georgia Satellites, keep your hands to yourself. Big time favorite there. Got to love that one. And I forgot to list KBC Band when I was right typing it up. I got a little change in my pocket. Going jingling-a-ling. Uh, KBC Band, it's not me, it's you, or it's not you, it's me. Yeah, it's not you, it's me. Steve Miller Band, I Want to Make the World, and The Police, um, Don't Stand So Close to Me, 86 new entries. I'll, just a lot of things shuffling around and a lot of, and I didn't want to get too overloaded with music right up at the beginning of the show. Next, Monday, so after next Monday show, I think Monday night, is the Super Bowl rematch between the Chiefs and the Eagles. I know there are some uh, uh, um, season one <laughs> listeners who are Eagles fans and um, we can renew our rivalry on Monday night if you like Emporium of Stolen Memes down with the Swiss Miss ha ha a high school history classroom is teaching slang from the 80s <laughs> goth is actually an 80s slang term according to this chart headbanger, jock, nerd, prep, skater valley girl Book, Jet, Motor, Ralph, Ralph, Wig Out, Flash, Down, Deadly, Clutch, Choice, Bodacious, Poser, Mental, Hoser, Grody, Spaz, Trippin', Wastoid, that was a good one, (laughs) November 14th, 1992, I need to get, here's what I need to do, mental note to myself. Uh, I need to clip a couple of those um, Loki uh, time-slipping clips from um, season two and use them to go in between the years. So we're like pretending like we're time-slipping. Eventually, I will, you know, once I, I get to a point where I don't have to work at Tyson, you know, work my day job. Um, I'll probably take the time to edit these things down and, and chop out a bunch of the, the crap and make it sound a little bit more professional. But 1992, this week, number three movie, A River Runs Through It. Actually, one of my favorite movies. If you haven't seen it, Brad Pitt is excellent. And it's a fishing movie. You got to kind of like fly fishing. But there's a lot of good morals to it as well. It's about an American family. My brother Paul and I grew up in a time when the land was still untouched. Montana, there are three things we're never late for. Church, work, and fishing. Church, work, and fishing. It was a world of wonder and possibility. Old-timey. I'm in love with Jessie Burns. With all the fish in the river. Well, not like her. All the fish in the river. Not like her. Number two movie, Wesley Snipes, Passenger 57. I vaguely remember this. This is 1986. Where was I? Oh, okay. 86. I was in the Navy. I was in the North Atlantic, (laughs) November of 86. Um, So I think I probably watched this on videotape. On board. 
who's in charge. You are. One passenger is fighting back. You, back your seat. Oh, please. Critics call Passenger 57 a non-stop, nail-biting action adventure. Yeah, I was uh, on a submarine in the North Atlantic in November of 1986, so I, I didn't get to actually see any of these live and in person, but I, I do remember this one, the number one movie this week. Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, excellent, excellent version of Dracula. If you've never seen it, you got to see it. All of these are available on Here Pirate Bay, you know. Frightening <laughs> and shocking history. Or you can get them Dracula, the mainstream way. Woman he loved. Well, no, no. Oceans of time to find. Mm-hmm. Gary Ullman. Yeah. Excellent. Dracula. Francis Ford There's Coppola just nailed it. Excellent it. cast all around. A... Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Classy. Dracula. Happy birthday to Gen Xer Brendan Benson. Most of you probably don't know Brendan. <clears throat> Born November 14, 1970. He's a musician, guitar player for the Raconteurs, if, if you're familiar. Uh, the pop chart heights take number one from boys to men. Again, I don't remember this song, but then again, I was under the water on a submarine when this was happening. Do you remember this? How to talk to an angel? Sorry, don't remember it. Uh, I do remember Rex and Effects and TLC. Both of them gained two spots this week. Oh, here we go. I got goosebumps just from the intro. Oh, Shake your butt. Zoom, 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 and the boom, boom. It's a song about anal sex. TLC. <laughs> All I want to do. What about your friends? Very 80s. Look at look at uh, the way they're dressing. Look at the artwork. The color palette. And uh, let's see. New entries. Shay? If I ever fall in love. Shy. Sorry, shy. <laughs> Coming right back at you, babe. Again, don't remember this one. If I ever fall in love again. Oh, wait a minute. Let's get to the hook. Alright, now I remember it. And I okay, I remember it. Nineteen. Where are we at? Ninety-two. Uh, where was I at? Ninety-two. I was. Uh, I think I was in Virginia Beach. Oh yeah, I was definitely. I was working for uh, Astro DJs in. Um, I might have been. Where was I? I think I was at Gary's at the Military Highway. DJ in there and and other places. High school stuff. You know, dances and 
wedding receptions and stuff. Extreme rest in peace number one repeats for the second week in a row on the rock chart this week, 1992. You remember this one? I remember this one, yeah. And what else? Dan Baird, I Love You, period, which is a very, very funny song. Dan Baird from the Georgia Satellites. We just heard a little while ago. This is a, a song about English. I love you, period. You like me, question mark. Something. Went. I love you, period. Basically, he writes a love letter to his girlfriend, and she's a grammar Nazi. And so she sends it back <laughs> with corrections. Uh, <clears throat> Keith Richard jumps up into the top 10. Where, where was he at? From number 15? Number 16. With Wicked As It Seems. Don't remember this one. Just... No, it's all right. If you if it's one of your favorite songs, good for you. I just I don't remember it. Ninety two. I believe we have an alternative chart. Yes, we do. Thirty one years ago, November fourteenth, nineteen ninety two, for the fifth week in a row. R E M. Drive. Excellent song. Another one to the rack, baby. What else happened this week? The Sundays move up four spots to number three. Where are the Sundays? Love. This is one of their minor hits. Very 1992. This is the same 10,000 Maniacs. We're right above it. These are the days. So same kind of vibe. That was a very, very big. And uh, new entries into the top 10 NXS with Taste It. I don't remember this one. Oh, really? I got to watch this one on YouTube. Apparently, it is age restricted. Okay. This is the director's cut, so there's like a little movie at the beginning. Nice beat. Don't remember it. Sorry, I just <laughs> I don't. And what, Ned's Atomic Dustbin, which I am a fan of. I don't remember this one either, though. Not sleeping around. Don't remember it. 
1992. Yeah, don't. I think I was more mainstream at, in 1992. I hadn't really gone full on uh, alternative at that point yet. So I, I, I was dabbling in it. I mean, I was a fan of REM, obviously. Gen X only. Spuds McKenzie. You remember the original Party Animal? He was a big Gen X thing. I wanted to get into this, um, and I only posted this kind of so that I could talk <clears throat> in response to the Tim Cast. And I heard it was I listened to the Tim Cast podcast. And he made a statement about watching Guardians of the Galaxy and how he liked Guardians of the Galaxy 1 the best because it had the best music. And he felt that the late 70s, early 80s was the best music ever. And I wanted to respond with rock critic Rob Harvilla explains and defends music of the 90s, the greatest musical era in world history in the throes of the pandemic, music critic Rob Harvella had an idea. Create a podcast that provides comfort in times of uncertainty while celebrating nostalgia. Hmm. <laughs> Did I accidentally do the same thing? <coughs> Kinda. But from a different reason, not because of the scamdemic, uh, the plandemic, uh, but more of just kind of... Politics are getting crazy. People are getting in trouble. And I thought, hey, why not create a space where you can kind of escape all of that? And and some nostalgia and Gen X and stuff like that. But apparently this guy has a, a podcast where he plays 90s music and he's defending it. And I just wanted to say I got experts. I'm just bringing receipts, uh, battling, you know, your favorite genre or, or era of music, Timmy. Um, Showtime at the Apollo. We're in 1987 now. We got to do the time slippage thing. <laughs> Showtime at the Apollo on this day. Well, not today, yesterday, the 14th. I want to just want to do it because I love this guy. Where's he at? This, we're going to go all the way to the end. You can watch the entire episode. But I wanted to get to, where's George? Is he all the way, I think there. Let's have a warm Apollo welcome for Kashyyyk and Melissa Morgan. No, that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted to see, where's, I wanted to see George do stand up. Is he at the beginning? Oh, there he is. I'm sorry. I'm see. Once I get to the point where I'm editing, I'll cut all this out. Very How funny you doing, comedian. New York? It's good to be in New York, the greatest city in the world, right? Pander, pander, pander. All right. Easy applause. I'm so happy to be here. I'm out of breath. I just ran all the way, all the way from 23rd Street. I have a car, but I saw this parking space. New York joke for the inside audience. November 14th, 1987, commercials. See if we can find a good commercial. Aloe and lanolin soap. Blenders. Uh, Apocalypse Now was coming on the week movie of the week. Uh, Nickelodeon commercials. Let's try that. Let's do the kids' commercials. Do I mind sharing? 
Even if it's with my little sister. <laughs> Remember that, my free roll -ups? Nickelodeon. Now back to Out of Control. <laughs> you watched Nick as a kid? 1987. Danger Mouse. You remember all of that? Any of that? Any of that? The movies. 1987. Hello again. Shelly Long trying to break out. Uh, she, you know, got sucked into Cheers and that role. And that that's one of the drawbacks of doing TV or getting a hit. It's, uh, I call it the Gilligan syndrome, you know, poor old Bob Denver. Doesn't matter what he did after Gilligan's Island. He was always Gilligan. Always. Shelley Long, always going to be associated with Cheers. She was trying to break out, <clears throat> trying to make a movie. I think this is one where she, she died and came back to life. She got reincarnated or something. Is that, is that this one? I vaguely, vaguely remember it. Why is IMDb taking so damn long to load? Jason and Kim had all the ingredients for a perfect modern marriage. Style, status, and each other. That Until one night, Lucy! his dead wife, Lucy, decided to come home. You're dead. I'm alive. Now, Jason doesn't know what to do. What would you do if your dead wife came back to life? Number two movie this week, everybody's favorite Sharon Stone movie, Fatal Attraction. Let's see if we can put the beaver shot in, in, the, in the trailer. Everybody, the only reason people went to see this. That led to an evening. Being a naughty boy. I don't think having dinner. Oh, uh, where is it? No, am I thinking of the wrong movie? But you're on your own for the night. That's also obvious. I think a I mistake. might be thinking of the wrong movie. He'd regret all his Glenn life. Close. Uh, where's your wife? Daddy! What's the Sharon Stone movie I'm thinking of? And you're here with a strange girl being a naughty boy. I don't think having dinner with anybody's a crime. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's hitting a little too close to the head. Right now, Running Man, number one movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, the Richard Bachman, a.k.a. Stephen King movie, the original one. I think it was redone by uh, Colin Farrell. Is that right? Remember the new one? This is the original. Everything in America will be different. Except television. Showtime! From Artisan Home Entertainment and Republic Pictures, Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Running Man. Now on special edition DVD. What year did Running Man in the, the ultimate feature? I think it's about right now, right? It's about the 2020s is when the, the game was actually being played in the movie. The contestant they never expected. I'm going to give the audience what they want. Jesse Ventura is in this, isn't it? The DVD is packed with bonus features, including a newly remastered picture. Where's the cast? Jim Brown, yep, Jesse Ventura. Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> Dweezil Zappa. I did not realize Dweezil Zappa was in this. Maybe I would have.
But anyway, happy birthday, Gen Xer Travis Barker, born November 14th, 1975, drummer for Blink-182, obviously. And now we're going to jump to where are we at, 1987. We're cooking along, about halfway done. <sighs> 1987, number one for the second week in a row. This is kind of kinky. Um, this is a little teenage girl talking about, singing about when being alone in my room with me. Playing in the mall. She was the first mall singer. This is Taylor Swift in 1987. <laughs> Children behave. That's what they say when we're together. I think we're alone now. That she's talking about seducing a, a young boy. You naughty girl. I've had the time of my life gains three, three spots to number three. I believe this is um, from Officer and a Gentleman soundtrack. Had the time of my life. One of those, one of those movies, anyway. Belinda Carlisle and Richard Marks both enter the top ten. Belinda Carlisle of Heaven. No, but I. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Mm hmm. And then Richard Marks. What was the. Should have known better. Ah, the top 100. Let's go on to the rock charts. I'm probably a little bit more familiar. Oh, yeah. Johnny Cougar Melon Ball Shooter. Woo! Number one. Climbing three spots. Ch -ch Cherry Bomb. No, wait. That's the Runaways. Interracial dancing. See, another example. The 80s, so much more progressive than the 2020s. And grooving was grooving. Bruce Springsteen, Tunnel of Love, jumps from number eight all the way to number two. That was actually a pretty good song. One of his better songs. And yes, Rhythm of Love enters the top 10. song i like that one a lot loki's sacrifice everybody's happy on the internet uh, for loki 
And then there's t little Tony and his sacrifice in the end game. Nobody likes me anymore. I don't have two wolves inside of me. I have these two guys. <laughs> Jordan Peterson and Alex Jones. The Reich Book, Ministry of Public Enlightenment. I'm going to follow this based Facebook page. Facebook, this page has repeatedly shared false information. I already said I'm going to follow it. You don't have to convince me. Just saying, from the white Jalen Rose, the Denver Broncos are undefeated since Russell Wilson rented that Waffle House. Think that has something to do with it? If I had a tumor, I'd name it Marla. I've reached the stage in my life where there's nobody left in my circle but top-notch weirdos. And honestly, the company is so, so good. Working on, uh, this is my side project. <clears throat> Working on a little uh, image for an, a, a little ebook that I wrote. Um, and an, uh, I like the, the one on the left a little bit better than the one on the right. The growth hacking fundamentals. That's actually kind of what I look like at work. If that's that's like a uh, it looks like me holding a water hose gun and dressed up in my. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of you kind of got to know. Google's Bard AI says it is scared of Elon Musk's rival called Grok. Interesting. If you're unfamiliar with Grok. Elon built it, and it's based on the computer from uh, <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, um, which could be good or bad. Take your time with this one from Dad Jokes. Justice is a dish best served cold. If it were served warm, it would be just water. Take your time. Roadies and rock stars, apparently the Las Vegas Sphere has reported a $98.4 million loss and the CFO quit. Now, I, they're kind of making fun of it, but it sounds to me like they kind of front-loaded all like the construction costs and the marketing costs and everything. There's no way. That should, that should be spread out. You're not going to recoup your investment in the first year. And to expect the CFO to do that is just stupid. No, no, no. You should you should at least have 10 years to make that back. How we see Loki, how Loki sees us. We are now in 1981. The number three movie was Arthur, the world's richest playboy. It was a very, very good Dudley Moore movie. Funny, funny, funny. Liza Minnelli in there as well. He's the first Was the more attractive of you slacker. please step forward? <laughs> Gonna cost you a hundred dollars. Let's make it two hundred dollars. But I will ask you to simonize my card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the number two movie this week, Halloween 2. From the people who brought you Halloween, <laughs> more Halloween too. Even remotely human. <laughs> this is some kind of a joke. I've been trick or treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. You're still alive. You're talking. <laughs> Horror movies were really simple back then, weren't they? Look at that. 
There is no place to hide. He will always find you. And the number, where are we at? That was number two. We got to go to number one movie, Time Bandits. Excellent. I definitely remember this movie. I love this movie. This was a really, really good one. Remember my voice? I do trailers. All kinds of trailers. All kinds. One day they'll put me in a film, a proper full-length job. Until then, I'm just stuck with this sort of stuff. Go and see this. John Cleese. Don't miss that. Sean Connery. The most terrifying thing you ever saw is coming Catherine to babysit for you tonight. Ian right, Holm. cut it down. Look, Michael just Powell. read what's on the script, will you? Ralph right. Richardson. The script. Peter Vaughn. On the way up. Ah. David hmm. Warner. Ready? Yes, yes. You flock to see brief encounters for the special event. Gotta go see it. Get that one downloaded if you haven't seen it in a while. Happy birthday to Gen X and Nina Gordon. Nina Rachel Gordon Shapiro, born November 14th, 1967, co-founder of Veruca Salt. Happy birthday. And now we're at 91 or 81. Where were we? Yeah, no, we're still in 81. We're just doing the music now. Sorry. <laughs> it's Wake and Bake Wednesday. Uh, why is Jennifer Aniston trending? We'll have to look into that. Number one for the second week in a row. Daryl Hall, John Oates. 1981. I was a sophomore in high school. Just moved back to Kansas. No, this would have been my junior year. November. This would have been my junior year because November is just starting of my junior year uh, in high school. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> I grew up in a small town in Kansas that is currently most famously known for the Sod House in Red Dead Redemption 2. If you're a player, if you're a gamer, you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever played the game in the middle there of the map there, you'll find a sod house. It's called the Larned Sod House. That's where I graduated high school. Not in that particular sod house, but in Larned. Larned was a fort on the Santa Fe Trail about 40 miles from Dodge City. That's where I grew up. And uh, there is a sod house. It's still there. They made sod houses back then. And it's out at the fort. You can go out and it's a big tourist attraction. So that's what the, it's most famous. Foreigner, waiting for a girl like you. That was uh, six moves. That's a big jump for Foreigner. All the way from number 10 to number four. Let's jump. There you go. Let's get to the hook. You love someone. Feels so right, so warm and true. And this kind of freaks me out. Olivia Newton-John and Mike Post enter the top ten. Olivia Newton-John was physical. This is back in the day when everybody started doing the, the workout tapes. Oh, look at them cheeks jiggle. Make a good conversation. 
Let's get. Oh, I, I just skipped right over the hook. Sorry about that. And everybody's asking, who is Mike Post? Why is he? This, this actually. Moving from number 12 to number 10. This is back when theme songs from TV shows were played on the radio and were, were very popular. Ah, I just got goosebumps. Same guy who did the theme song to The Greatest American Hero, White Shadow, Magnum P.I., The Rockford Files. He was a big deal. And the rock charts, 42 years ago, November 14th, 1981. 11 weeks in a row for the Rolling Stones. It's one of those songs that you you know immediately from the opening guitar riff. You're like, I know that song. I know the entire song. Genesis, no reply at all, jumps three spots to number three. Another song that you recognize right away, at least I do, from the very, very beginning. New entries to the top ten, um, The Rolling Stones. Another <laughs> two songs. I don't remember this one, but I found a video from Hampton. The Rolling Stones played Hampton Coliseum back in 1981. Which is... Hampton is is like next to Norfolk, Virginia Beach, and Hampton, Newport News. It's all part of that seven cities kind of mini version of New York. But apparently, it's uh, Keith Richards' birthday today as well. I didn't mention it on the on the Twitter feed because he's not really Gen X. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Look at him all embarrassed. Ah, happy birthday, Keith. And they're bringing out shots and everything. And then he's going to sing about tits and ass. Don't remember it. Don't remember it at all. What was I doing? And, oh, this is 81, sophomore in high school. Yeah, just don't remember it. Jet discs for the Star Trek Tracer gun. I had one of these. Did you have one of these? I did. I love that little thing. Boom boxes from Rabombori, which I think is an electronic shop or something. Um, look at all those old boom boxes. Very, very cool. For the younger Gen X folk, my so-called life. There, Jared Leto in there. People ask if I'm okay. I'm as okay as one can be while living deep in the belly of an evil empire surrounded by narcissistic sociopaths who thirst for war and death. Otherwise, I'm I'm doing okay. Baldur's Gate 3 wins Game of the Year. Starfield Cyberpunk 2077 Land Awards at the Golden Joysticks. Thank you, Forbes.com. Apparently, Mobius and Miss Minutes will return in Deadpool 3. 
as if I already, <laughs> I'm already going to go see Deadpool 3. You stop selling it already. Fast Times at Gen X High. If a picture of Weird Owl holding an Atari doesn't make your day any better, then I don't know what to tell you, dude. Can't help you. <laughs> Sorry, time slippage again. <laughs> it's going to be stupid. Uh, I really want to see why Jennifer Aniston is trending. Can we do that? Can we just, can we just for a second, just for a second, and then we'll get back. Jennifer Aniston, why are you trending? Message to Matthew Perry. Oh, she's okay. Yeah, I don't want to bring it. Dogma, the number three movie this week in what year? 1999. So we jump forward to 1999. Excellent movie. If you haven't seen it, rent it or, you know, pirate a copy. This is why I had to come down here this morning, man. This is why I had to miss my cartoons. You call me, you tell me it's important. We're going home. Take it, man. Quit leering at me. People are going to think I just broke up with you. From the creators of Clerks and Chasing Amy. Fallen Angels have just discovered a loophole that can get them back into heaven. Outstanding work! All they have to do is get to Red Bank, New Jersey. There's only one problem. There you go. Is that Junkie XL? I think that is Junkie XL. Now, I'm to charge you with a holy crusade. One person has been chosen to stop them, but she won't have to do it. I like that song. I'm Jay. This is my head real life mate, Silent Bob. You gotta be kidding me. Prophets in a manner. That's hilarious. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob. Prophets. Number two movie this week in 1999 The Bone Collector, Denzel Washington. Angelina Jolie, yummy, yummy, yummy. You know, we come into this world with a preordained destiny. I don't believe it, though. Destiny is what you make it. Stay back until I work the crime scene, okay? For 15 years, I don't believe in fate. He was New York City's leading forensic cop. But Detective Lincoln Rhyme had given up on life. Night to age six. Until a killer with no mercy. You heard about that couple that got in a taxi? Hey, Al Bundy! Found him dead, buried, hands sticking out of the ground with his wife's diamond wedding band shoved on one of his fingers. And I forgot he was in that movie. Excellent movie. Again, get all these. Sad to say, the number one movie <laughs> this week, 1999. I did not see this. <sighs> I have no desire to see this. Pokemon. The movie. And thankfully, there is no trailer on the IMDb page. So, there's a... Well, yeah, it's down here. Here's a little... Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Here's a little trailer. I don't know why they put it down there. Okay. I don't play. Welcome to the stadium. So, um, get ready for the ultimate showdown. New. See, so this is what really started the whole movies, I guess, based on video games premise. And now we got Five Nights at Freddy's because of that. Happy birthday, Gen Xer Jimmy Kimmel, born November 13th, 1967. Everybody knows who Jimmy is. I don't think I got to say. 
On to the music charts for November the 13th, 1999. How far How far are we going? We're, we're at 99. Oh, we still got 93 to go after this. All right. I'm just checking the time. 55 minutes. <clears throat> Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Smooth. Fourth week at number one. Brian McKnight back at one gains two spots. A classic slow dance song. And Britney Spears enters the top ten. Hey, that's the guy from Entourage. I didn't know he was in her video. Alright, enough of that. Let's move on to the rock charts, please. Creed. Higher. Eighth week at number one. Kenny Wayne Shepherd into deep gains one slot. I like Kenny. This is this is a pretty good song too. <coughs> Don't remember it that well. It's vague. Um, Stained enters the top 10. Mud Shovel. Let's move on to the alt-rock charts 1999. This is towards the end of the alt-rock phase. Right? This is the last year of, of, of the Gen X being in high school. And this is, we're getting ready to roll into millennial music in the 2000s. 24 years ago, November the 13th, 1999, Bush, the chemicals re- between us, returns to number one. Knocking Foo Fighters down, who had knocked them out. I think they knocked Creed out a couple of weeks ago. Do you remember? Filter, big mover this week, gaining four spots. I love this song. This is a great, great song.
And the guy sitting at number one this week in real life, 2023, on the alternative charts, entered the top 10 on the alternative chart November 13th, 1999. Blink 182. All the small things. Work sucks. I know. (laughs) I don't always leave my friends behind, but when I do, it's because my friends don't dance. And if they don't dance, well, then they're no friends of mine. Thank you, secret nerd base. Hermetic Order of the Red Dragon. I bet he's thinking about honing his psychic abilities. I am. From Gen X only, the Funko Pop of Jan Brady and George Glass. Gotta be a Gen Xer to understand that. Otherwise, it just goes totally over your head. All right, last year, we're gonna time slip to <laughs> number three movie this week, 1993. My Life. Michael Keaton and Nicole Kidman. I do not remember this movie. And I'm a big Michael Keaton and Nicole Kidman fan. I like both of them very much, so. Wife. Looks like a Hallmark movie or something. Yeah, I don't remember it at all. Number two movie, I do remember Carlito's Way. Uh, I want to say uh, Sean Penn, yeah. Al Pacino. I'm, I'm wasting time while IMDb takes its sweet-ass time. There it is, finally. See, I would edit all that out if I wasn't such a slacker. Now devolve upon me the painful duty of unleashing upon society a reputed assassin, the prisoner's discharge call. Sean Penn looks weird. Look at him. He's one of us. Which funny, everybody's pocket big time. He was big. He's a tough guy. He just got out of Lewisburg, man. Carlito's Way. Number two movie. Number one movie. The Three Musketeers. Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell, Oliver Platt, Tim Curry, Rebecca De Mornay. So hot. Is there... There's no... Aww. Sorry, there's no trailer for that. Excellent movie, though. Excellent version of The Three Musketeers. I definitely remember seeing that. This one's getting a lot of play. Happy birthday, Gen Xer, Gerard Butler. This is Sparta! (laughs) Gerard James Butler, born November 13, 1969. Scottish film producer. Uh, Started out in the mid-90s. Mrs. Brown. He was in Tomorrow Never Dies. James Bond. Tale of the Mummy, and then, of course, King Leonidas, Zack Snyder's 300. Apparently, this got picked up by some Gerard Butler fan group on Twitter, and so I got expo- I got a little bit of exposure there. I got some, some new females following the page. Hey, girls, thanks for, for following me. November 13th, 1993, Pop Chart. 
I still can't believe this. It doesn't make any sense to me. 1993. I don't. I don't associate meatloaf with 1993. But apparently, the number one song for the second week in a row. Gangstaline gains two spots. You remember this one? For all my dead homies. Tip my 40 to your memory. 40 ounces to freedom. Again, back to the that. See, 40 ounces. That was a good title because now we got another reference to it. New to the top 10 this week in what were we at? 1993. Salt and pepper. Female empowerment. Get your groove on, girl. Mm. What's her weakness? Penis. Tom Petty. <laughs> no, we're jumping ahead. Let's move to the rock chart. Fourth week at number one for Rush and Stick It Out. Remember this one? Four weeks at number one. Now I was in 1993. I was yeah I was DJing at the Peppermint in Virginia Beach at that point. So uh, yeah, I was doing a lot of different. I was I had to keep up with the rock tracks and the alternative tracks and the dance track. I had to do it all because and you never knew who was gonna come and um and play there. Tom Petty jumped six spots up to number two. Mary Jane's last dance. Another one you kind of know from the guitar riff right at the beginning there. Oh my my. Oh hell yeah. Put on that party dress. Um, let's see what else is going on this week in 1993. Eric Clapton debuts at number nine with Stone Free. Don't really remember that one. Very bluesy, so <laughs> I like it. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> wow. <coughs> Too big of a hit. Sorry. Aerosmith 
<coughs> and Pearl Jam also jump in to the top 10. Now they have Pearl Jam. <laughs> Wake and Bake Wednesday. Excuse my coughness, but it's been an hour and eight minutes and my buzz is starting to wear off. They have Daughter and Yellow Leadbetter together. So I'm assuming it was like a double single release, which somebody's doing that right now. I think somebody's getting ready to come out with a double single. Um, Daughter on one side and Yellow Leadbetter uh, on the back side. And what was the other one? Oh, Aerosmith. Amazing. Coming from 14 all the way to number three. Is that Alicia Sale? Uh, Is that Alicia? Silverstone? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Probably from a movie or something. Um, let's move on because I know there is an alternative chart. 1993, 30 years ago. November 13th. The Lemonheads repeat as number one. I actually, they came and played the Peppermint when I was DJing there this year. I remember it very, very well. Evan Dando. James Laid, the big mover, gaining two spots this week. I love this song. One of my favorite. Still to this day. Describes my sex life perfectly. The neighbors complain about the noises above. She only comes when she's on top. Oh, pretty. Pearl Jam. <coughs> Again, daughter and... Uh, Yellow Leadbetter teaming up. 15 all the way up to number 7. Uh. Restless Breakfast table In an otherwise empty room Violins Someone out there is manifesting you. Think about that. Breaking news, Animaniacs emerged from the Warner Brothers water tower to do battle with David Zaslav. Read more at slashfilm.com. <laughs> Marvels go lower, nearer, and slower than the MCU's worst bar. Congratulations. You set the bar so, so low. Secret nerd bases. I got this. This is going around. Um, again, <laughs> with the Disney Pixar remakes. Not real! Has anybody ever? I she's she looks pretty good and animated as well. You remember these little goofy balls? Nineteen eighty four. Ever found these these little monster? There's like a like eyeball and like different faces. Some I I got this because I'm like those could be marbles. I could I could make those out of glass. Henry Cavill's Highlander release window revealed after finally landing a studio, and. 
They're going to start filming. All right. Release date in 2026. All right. Start filming in 2024. Please no stealing my Mimi. Cringe. Eat the rich. Billionaires. Oh, yes. Now that Taylor Swift has reached billionaire status. Slay queen. And then boom, boom, out go the lights. That was the last episode. So we are done for this episode. Thank you for making it this far. Uh, in real life, things are going smooth. Halfway through my work week. Nothing, nothing major going on. Just grinding. Doing this, doing that. Take care of yourself first and love yourself first and then if you got something left over spread it around friends family neighbors help somebody out but don't do it at the detriment of yourself make sure you got yourself covered first and then try and help somebody out if you don't got anything left over just smile and be nice how about that i am you you are me we are all in this together. I will see you on Saturday for the Super Saturday Fun Time Show. Enjoy the rest of your week. Love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.